If you're innovating, creating, or making a difference, this show is for you. Welcome to Over Coffee. I'm Dot Cannon. Here on Over Coffee, we talk with artists and innovators about the process of changing the world in terms of what they do. Just being able to say I'm deaf or hard of hearing, my name is this. It's just two taps and you can, you know, share your phone. You can set a noise alert and you can change the sensitivity of the noise. If your baby's crying, it'll flash an LED on your phone. Samer Mansour is a software engineer who specializes in creating apps to the point that he's known as the local app guru. He's also the founder of Detroit-based startup BeAware, creators of technology products for the deaf and hard of hearing communities. Samer and his BeAware team are going to be exhibiting in the Eureka Park startup area of CES 2024 in Las Vegas. Samer, before we get to talking about BeAware, how did technology, and specifically creating software applications, first spark your imagination as the work you really wanted to do? So I think as a kid, I've always been interested in technology. And I think, you know, just having elder siblings who were always like teaching me stuff and doing these cool things, that's what got me interested. And then over time, I always had friends who were like way smarter than I was. And so I was able to learn a lot from them. And so I just started to maintain, you know, staying around people who are smart. Thank goodness for way smarter friends. I have a lot of those myself. (laughs) Fast forward to now, you have this incredible startup, Be Aware, serving the deaf and hard of hearing communities. What does Be Aware do specifically? Okay, so Be Aware specifically, we build software solutions for the deaf and hard of hearing communities. And we have several products now. The Deaf Assistant app, the one that's open source and free, that's for everyone to download. It is popular and it's used by them in their everyday lives. And then we have other products also for more specialized purposes. So there's conference captioning, which is for the hospitality and event planning industry that can convert any live in-person event to be accessible for the deaf and hard of hearing within 15 seconds. So super easy to set up to make your events inclusive and very simple UI, you know, does its job really well and pretty simple to get started, pretty simple to use. And then the enterprise users also have API access and it also provides live translation. So for example, if you're a Canadian consulate in the United States and you want to be accessible for people who are French speakers, it'll also provide a French translation in real time at that event. So, you know, getting accessibility for deaf people as well as for people of other languages, essentially. And then on the healthcare side, we have HealthScribe, which, you know, as soon as you get your patient, you get in front of the doctor, you're deaf or hard of hearing, instead of waiting for a translator in the middle of the night and, you know, on a holiday waiting for like half an hour, you know, within 10 seconds, the doctor is able to treat the patient and, you know, especially for people who are older, there is no good solution out there that is meant for that population. And so this is essentially what aids them. And then it also, again, helps people from other languages. So in Michigan, we have a lot of people who are ethnically Yemeni, Iraqi, 
from Lebanon, Polish, Bengali, it can also live translate for those users, whatever the doctor is saying. So, and it does all of this without storing any data, without using internet, it's all offline. That's amazing. What about the conference app? There'll be some people listening who might want to have some events. Is this one free as well and open source or is that Deaf Assistant? So Deaf Assistant is the one that's free and open source. We use the listening engine from Deaf Assistant and we started building Deaf Assistant in 2021. It's over two years we've been able to really refine with the help of the thousands of users that give us feedback. We've been able to iterate, improve. And so we been able to build this really solid product, which is what we built for conference captioning. And then conference captioning is, it's such an easy sell because, <laughs> you know, and its use cases are so many. So we built it based on our users' demands. So there was professors at George Washington University who were like, we're trying to use Deaf Assistant for our students, but it's not you know, it's not working that well. And I'm like, of course not. It's not meant to be for that purpose. It's used by deaf people in their everyday lives. And what you're doing is a live event. And, you know, you're speaking in front and the deaf people are in the back. Like that's, it's meant for one-on-one conversations. And so we built conference captioning. And so any live event, just like a classroom, you know, within 15 seconds, the people in the back of the classroom get exactly what the professor is saying. And like, you know, if you, again, like I said, if you have like the pro version, you can also translate it. If there are students, you know, who speak Chinese in classroom, you know, or the Indian students in classroom and for whom English is not the first language, it's just such an easy sound. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. If I were a professor, I would be buying it right now, I think. Would you tell me the story of Deaf Assistant? I actually downloaded it and have it on my phone here. And I see we have four capabilities, but what was the creative process like when you created Deaf Assistant? Yeah, so there was a lot of research that went into it. I mean, 80% of the time that it took for us to build it was, or maybe 90% was just research. Researching, you know, other people doing stuff that was similar, researching what was not out there and just a lot of research for deaf people because we wanted to create a tool that's used in their everyday lives. And so we saw all the tools that deaf people use in their everyday lives. And then we talked to a lot of people. We posted in a lot of forums. We got a lot of deaf and hard of hearing people to actually test it, give us feedback. Before we even built it, we actually had designs that were super rudimentary. We got feedback from there, you know, designs that were really nice looking, got feedback over there. Then we published it. We we got like hundreds and hundreds of people to give us feedback. And so the thing that separates successful applications from other applications out there, especially like, you know, bigger companies also try to build stuff like this. But the thing that really separates you is if you listen to the customer and you don't come with your own preconceived notions of what is right. And I feel like that's what we really tried to do. There's something called design with intent. So every single element of what you put inside your app, you make sure there's some reason for it. And almost everything in our app, there is a reason for it. The colors, when you switch it to night mode, the colors there, you know, each element over there, like everything was designed with intent. When you were getting this feedback and trying to have no preconceived notions about what anybody would need if they were deaf or hard of hearing, what surprised you the most, if anything? What did you find out that, oh, I didn't realize that? 
Well, I mean, there were a lot of things that we didn't know. There's a text functionality. We didn't realize that a lot of deaf people who were born deaf also have speech impediments. And so they use, you know, paper notes or, you know, they use their notes app in order to to communicate. So if they go to a coffee shop, they're pulling up that note, typing and, you know, showing the same thing. And so, you know, it was like, we can make it so much better than that. And, you know, that's why we included that feature in it as well. And we made it to where you can store these texts that you want to show repeatedly. So, you know, if you go to the text, you can see there's a list of things where, you know, just being able to say I'm deaf or hard of hearing, my name is this. It's just two taps and you can, you know, share your phone. And there was like tons and tons of things that we had no clue about. What we're trying to do, and, you know, we did a lot of research. And what we noticed is that whenever you see someone who's deaf, you never communicate with him apart from just saying hello. What we're trying to do with the Deaf Assistant app is, especially at the booth that we're having, we're doing a, a hearing experiment. And anyone who's listening, if you're going to the CES, please come to our booth. We're doing a hearing experiment where we, where, you know, people who are listening and who can speak, we're giving them earbuds so that they cannot hear and we don't let them speak. And they actually communicate with someone who's hearing using the app. And so, you know, we say like a joke and you, you know, it's a knock knock joke that we, amongst like many things. And we help them realize that they should in fact speak with people who are not hearing because this world is designed by people who are hearing mostly, people who have disabilities, People who cannot hear, they're usually not given the same opportunities. When you mentioned your booth at CES, do you know yet where in Eureka Park you're going to be that people can come by and try this? Yeah, I believe it's booth 60464. So we're very close to the startup stage. It's going to be a nice booth. It's going to be pretty cool. And so we highly recommend. Hopefully there's a line so you don't know which one it is. <laughs> 60464. Let's look at some of the capabilities here on an average day for a deaf person. Let's say we have a deaf dad, he has a two-year-old. How does he set, for example, the noise alert on deaf assistance so that he'll know if his two-year-old got into trouble, if there's a crash in the kitchen or something versus normal noise? Yeah, great question. So one of the things our app does that we did not see any other app do, and you know, initially the purpose of this app was just that, was a customizable noise alert. So if you're a deaf dad and you have a child, especially if it's a very little child that's crying for food, how do you know what's going on? You know, the baby's in the crib, you're just doing your work, you're, you know, going about your day. And so what it does is you can set a noise alert and you can change the sensitivity of the noise. And you can change like how long the noise has to be as well, because, you know, it could be a doorbell and things like that. And so well, based on that, if your baby's crying, it'll flash an LED on your phone and it will vibrate your phone as well, as well as like if you have a smartwatch, it'll give you a notification telling you what the sound level is. It'll keep repeating based on what sort of noise it is. You know, if there's some sort of emergency as well, you know, if, or if you're driving a car also, like the alert really helps that way. That's genius. What about the emojis? I've always thought of emojis as fun, but you have them on the app. What do these do? As far as the emojis go, if, you know, for example, you want to communicate quickly, there's an emoji board that we try to experiment with. So there was a, 
a deaf Uber driver, for example, and he was like, whenever I go to pick up the food for Uber Eats, I have to tell them, you know, that it's for Uber or it's for, you know, DoorDash or whatever. And, you know, it's like they don't know what Uber is, you know, how to sign Uber. And, you know, so it'd be great if we could have a way to like add that into the app. And so we built it for that guy. You know, like I said, designing with intent, like whenever there was a, a requirement, we essentially built it for that person. I love an article that you had on Hacker News that actually is that, that is a forum where people are saying different things and you're responding to them. I thought that was so cool. Yes, yes. So <laughs> initially when, you know, we were trying to get product market fit, obviously, which is a hard thing to do. There's books about it, you know, so it's not an easy thing to do. And then trying to find the community for it as well. So when we were trying to, you know, put the app out in different places, you know, I went, it was like, there weren't that many downloads that I was getting. It was mostly like family and friends. And like, I was going through a Twitter thread at like 2 a.m. one night. And this was like three months after I published The Deaf Assistant, Be Aware. And a guy suggested putting it on Hacker News. I was like, hmm, I've heard of Hacker News. I've seen it before. It'd be interesting to see like what people had to say. And so I posted it and it was like 3 a.m. And I was blown away by the response I was getting. Like I stayed up until 5 a.m. because I was just like responding to everyone what they were saying. And then I woke up at 7 a.m. because I had to like feed my baby. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, it was really interesting. I mean, people were asking like all kinds of really, really good questions. And, you know, they're giving feedback and all that stuff. So I just wanted to make sure that I got all of that traction and I mean, we had like 350 times the traffic that we had the day before wow. <laughs> from 78 different countries. It was, it was pretty insane. So I don't know if you know, like now because of GDPR, like you can't really use Google analytics in a specific way. And, you know, so you don't take their data because Google like, you know, use cookies and all that stuff. So I actually implemented my own analytics tool that like will get like where the person is from, but it doesn't like connect with their PII. So it's like GDPR safe. And that's how like I figured it out. Excellent. I'm curious about the phone call application on this as well. You have texting and phone calls. How do we do this? So it's not necessarily phone calls, but essentially what it does is on the iPhone, which you can do very recently. And this is again, you know, you have to keep up with the latest technologies. But, you know, for the people who, who cannot speak, who have speech impediments, they have the ability to also type into the app and hit the play button. And it'll actually read the text that you write into the phone calls or into a video calls. So, you know, earlier you would have to use, you know, TTY, like there's different services, relay services and things like that. But, you know, using the app, you can actually read it through the app. And then there's also the ability on the iPhone to, to transcribe what the caller is saying. And so, you know, you can, without being able to hear or speak, you can make a phone call. You can answer phone calls and things like that. Well, would there happen to be any recent accolades or anything about which you'd like to tell me that relate to deficits or anything else with Be Aware? Yeah, actually, recently we've been getting a lot of accolades. Like, like our booth at the CES, we got because we had applied for a CES accessibility competition and... We had applied months ago and, you know, we didn't hear anything. And so like, you know, a month ago, I was like not having a really good day. 
<laughs> and then I get this email. I'm like, this cannot be right. This cannot be right. And then I actually made a, you know, called back the person who emailed me. And I was like, wait, is this for real? <laughs> like, yeah. And it's been an amazing time ever since. Like CES has a competition for geriatric health. And so we've been able to use the HealthScribe app that I just told you about to apply for that pitch competition. We actually got in. So we're pitching at the CES for that geriatrics pitch competition. And then, you know, again, like a month and a half ago, we applied over here. So in Michigan, there's the Henry Ford Health System. And so they have this innovation challenge that they put out for accessibility in healthcare and, you know, diversity, inclusion in healthcare. And so, you know, with HealthScribe, again, we'd applied over there and we got through the first round, second round, and then yesterday was the finals. And it was pretty tough. And I was like super nervous and sweaty, but like we actually won first place there. So, you know, that was amazing. And actually like the best thing about it is there's like first place, gets to also partner with Michigan Health System, so the, the Henry Ford Health System. And so, you know, being able to use it at their nine different hospitals will be, like, amazing. Congratulations. Yeah. That is fantastic. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. What about the future? I think I read somewhere that you want to add AR, augmented reality, and machine learning to your devices. Is that correct? Yeah. So we do already use machine learning in the app. The live translation that happens offline uses machine learning. And what we're trying to do is like there's different ways of using different technologies. AR is just one of them. The other one is LLMs. So the possibility is that, you know, when you're talking to the doctor, the app has everything that you're saying. So it also knows, you know, that your stomach hurts, that you have throat pain. And so it can give the doctor recommendations of what kind of questions to ask. So, you know, when have you been having this throat pain since, you know, have you been in contact with people who had the same sickness? And it is especially helpful for people who are residents, for example, or who are just tired and having a long day, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. and then, you know, further down the line where there's a possibility when you're done with the entire conversation with the doctor, we can give a, you know, uh, possible differentials of what are the next steps that we can recommend like oh let's do a covid test you know let's do a blood test because it let's do a strep throat test and yeah so there's a lot of opportunities down the line what about support what do you need most now as you continue providing this amazing free application and how can people find out more yeah i think for us what we really hope and why we accepted to go to the ces is we really want the deaf assistant app, which is free, to be more widely used. You know, we want people who are not deaf to download it and keep it on their phone so that whenever they do see someone who is deaf, they're able to instantly communicate. So like our dream is to have the deaf assistant app on every single phone on the iPhone or Android. Like every single phone has to have it. And whenever you see someone deaf, you just pull it out and, you know, communicate instantly. Here's where you can download it. Just go to the deafassistant.com website. There's a download button or just look for it on the app store. If you have any recommendations, if you have any friends who have any recommendations, you know, please let me know as well. There's a contact form over there. I'll try to get back to you within like a few hours. I'm keeping that on my phone now that I've heard you say that. 
there's something really powerful I heard is that people are only disabled until something includes them in. So for example, people who are colorblind like me, you know, like there's cities like Quebec where the traffic lights have different shapes. So it's not just the color, but it's also different shapes. And so now like the colorblindness doesn't affect me anymore. You know, it, whether it's there or not, doesn't make any difference. How did accessibility first come on your radar here as the area in which you really want to use your technological skills? Yeah, so I've been doing mobile app development specifically for quite a while, and I was working as a consultant. And there's a a telecom company called Charter Spectrum. They're the competitor of Comcast, and they provide internet and telephone services and cable services to over 20 million people. And I was building their for them, I was one of the top engineers that was building their app and they required accessibility work. And so when I, I was really interested in it. And when I started working towards it, because I was a senior engineer, so I was lucky to have the opportunity to work on it. I was able to work directly with people who had these disabilities and it just like opened my eyes. And I started thinking differently because I was like, this stuff is so easy to implement, but People just don't keep it in mind, don't know how to test it, don't know what exactly to do. And so that really started this whole wheel of like, okay, what can we do about other people that we usually don't think about? What's five years down the road for you? What would you really love to do with Be Aware that you haven't yet, but you're going to? Yeah, I mean, great question. I think, you know, deaf assistant with every single person, like that would be amazing. And then conference captioning, like every single university have it, you know, when you're, when you're watching a movie, everyone uses subtitles, even if they're not deaf. Like I love subtitles, (laughs) you know, just like if everyone had the subtitles on whatever the professor was saying, they don't have to worry about taking notes down, you know, all that kind of stuff. It really makes such a huge difference to people. And so it is meant for people who are deaf or hard of hearing, but everyone benefits from it. It's kind of like, you know, the, the wheelchair button when you press and, you know, the doors open. It was built, obviously, for people, you know, who required wheelchairs, but it helped us so much during COVID as well because people didn't want to touch the handle. So they would just like, you know, open it, the door would open itself. Like, that's what I really want to see. Health scribe, I want to see like it being used in every hospital. So People who are deaf or hard of hearing, within 10 seconds, you can start treating them. So you don't have to wait for the interpreter. Yes, you know, there is a place for the interpreter. Yes, you can bring them in if there's something more complicated. While the interpreter is coming, in an emergency situation, like when you're in an emergency room, time is really of the essence. And it can take up to half an hour to get an interpreter, you know, which is crazy. I don't think we gave your website yet. We know where you're going to be at CES, but what's the website for people to find out more about Be Aware? Yeah, so deafassistant.com is the main website. And then, you know, from there, we have other sub-websites, the conferencecaptioning.com, medicalsubtitles.com, but deafassistant.com is where you want to go. Deafassistant.com. Samar, if people could only get one thing from you about innovation, creativity, and making a difference, what would you like them to take away from the work you're doing? Oh, yeah. I think for a lot of people who are young, when they're looking for problems to solve, 
sometimes they're demotivated about like, oh, I don't, everything is done. You know, they're, oh, there's, you know, Microsoft has this amazing app for the blind. Like there's no other apps for the blind that could be useful. You know, that's far from true. There's so much opportunity. You just have to dig deeper. And the deeper you dig, the more valuable the problem you'll be able to find. Whatever your idea is, don't be demotivated. Look for where you can differentiate yourself. You know, just focus on it. Stay dedicated to it. Don't lose hope. Like, you know, if we had lost hope that we didn't get any downloads, we would not have been coming this far. But, you know, we just kept going at it. And just believe in yourself, you know, don't lose hope. You will be successful. Samer, thank you for your time today. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You and I have been listening to Samer Mansour, founder of Be Aware, creators of accessibility tools for the deaf and hard of hearing. Be Aware is going to be exhibiting in the Eureka Park startup area of CES 2024 in Las Vegas from January 9th through January 12th. Look for them in booth 60464 near the startup stage. Meanwhile, you can download their free open source app, The Deaf Assistant, at deafassistant.com. That's deafassistant.com. And that concludes this edition of Over Coffee. Thank you for listening. Listen to more Over Coffee podcasts at twomavericks.com. That's two, T-W-O, Mavericks, M-A-V-E-R-I-X. Be sure you subscribe. It's free by clicking the link on our website. Our music is royalty-free production music provided by Pond5 at pond5.com. I'm Dot Cannon. Here's wishing you a cappuccino day.